Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Man, rough week for legends and sports. or Rough week for the rest of us. Bill Russell, who was the greatest winner in the history of American team sports and a strong voice for the right things outside of the arena of sports. And now Vin Scully, speaking of a strong voice, the the greatest play-by-play person who ever did any sport, at least that I have ever heard. Jay Harry Douglas is Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. We're on ESPN2. You can download the app, listen to us on your smart speakers, download the podcast. So let, we want to play you um, something from Jeremy Schapp on the now late, great Vin Scully, and we're going to talk about it. Vin Scully called the NFL. Montana looking, looking, throwing in the end zone. And golf. Welcome to the final round of the 1982 Masters. But baseball was his domain. Between pitches, his gifts as a storyteller were on full display. In 1950, when he was just 22, Scully joined the Brooklyn Dodgers broadcast team, working alongside his mentor, Red Barber. The Dodgers of that time were among the best-loved and most gifted teams ever. Jackie Robinson, Duke Snyder, Roy Campanella, Gil Hodges, and Pee Wee Reese provided rich material for the young announcer. So did Johnny Padres, who shut out the Yankees in Game 7 of the 1955 World Series to give Brooklyn its only world championship. In October 1956, Scully called the only World Series no-hitter ever, Don Larson's perfect game against the Dodgers at Yankee Stadium. Just over a year later, the Dodgers relocated to L.A., but Scully went west with them. He called Sandy Koufax's perfect game in 1965. Sandy into his windup. Here's the pitch. Swung out and missed a perfect game. And Dennis Martinez's in 1991. Over the course of nearly 60 years in L.A., until his retirement in 2016, Scully called thousands of L.A. Dodgers games, either on television, or radio, or both. Believe me when I tell you, I've needed you far more than you needed me. You talk about Dodger tradition, Vince Scully, the greatest announcer in, the, in this country. You talk about cut his heart open, you'll see Dodger tattooed on that heart, too. As the lead play-by-play announcer for both CBS and later NBC on their national baseball broadcast, Scully would see his audience extend far beyond Southern California. He was, for instance, the man who described to millions the crucial play in Game 6 of the 1986 World Series. Behind the bag! 
Scully's voice beautifully accompanied the highlights of October. But it was his remarkable radio call of a home run in a game played on April 8, 1974, that best demonstrates his unique brand of genius. I was listening that night. I don't even know the words now. But when the ball disappeared, Vin Scully stood up and turned his back on the action on the field so that he wouldn't be tempted to intrude. What a lesson for all of us. With intelligence, impartiality, enthusiasm, and at the same time restraint, Vin Scully was the fan's ideal companion for thousands of games. In an age when so many announcers are so eager to draw attention to themselves, he knew when to assert himself and when to stand aside to allow the moment to speak for itself. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, Harry Douglas in for Key today. Guys, I want to say a few things. We all want to say a few things about Vin Scully. Let me say that it is impossible, and Jeremy Schapp did a great job, but it's impossible to do a short retrospective piece on Vin Scully and give anyone a real sense of how great he was because those are highlights, right? I once took a class on Mozart in college, and everyone knows the, the tunes now, hundreds of years later, but that was lots of people wrote nice tunes. It was his genius, who's the greatest composer of all time, had to do in the composition how everything was orchestrated together. Vin Scully, listening to his highlights, you're just listening to the tune, to the melody, right? But his genius, and genius is the right word, if you listen to Vin Scully call a game, and as someone who called live fights, I can tell you for years, at the highest level, there's no one who compares to him that I've ever heard. Agreed. When he, his ability to by himself, he's sitting by himself in a booth, tell a story that relates to the game, mm-hmm. not miss a beat of action, not intrude for the listener. Not, when I first got to L.A., because how much did I really pay attention to Vin, right? When I first got to L.A., everyone worshipped the guy. So I started listening to Dodgers games on the radio, watching on TV when he would call the games. And I would think, there's no way, I'm going to think he's overrated because there's no, like, watching The Wire, right? Everyone loves it. It must be over. Uh-uh. I could not, he was better than advertised. I could not believe how great he was at calling games. And when someone has their faculties still and still feels like a part of the world, you can still, and they, just the body gives out, it's time to get off this rock that's hurtling through space. It is extra sad for me. His time hadn't passed. He was, he was still completely capable at the very end of being better than everyone at calling the game, of enhancing the experience. But, it, it, you know, eventually your body gives out. And to me, that's extra sad. That guy, to me, is the greatest who ever did it. I, I refuse to let this week be a sad week. I, I think this is the week in which we need to celebrate the lives of Bill Russell and Ben Scully. And for me, when I hear hi, everybody, and a pleasant good evening to you, wherever you may be, that signature line... There were, there are certain people that you meet that just have it. Yeah. Right. Like a genesse quoi. Right. Like you just feel it when you meet them, and their energy absorbs a room. And for a guy who was the best narrator, the best storyteller in sports, as a guy who studies this craft, one of the key things he does, he never got in the way of the game. Mm. The game was the main entity. Him allowing moments to breathe, Harry. 
and letting you experience that feeling as a fan if you're watching it on TV or listening to it on the radio was so special. So, I mean, we're going to talk about this for the next four hours and years to come about the legend and the imprint that Ben Scully has left on the game of all sports. Well, when you think about him, he is broadcasting. He is play-by-play. He is what all of us aspire to be. And you just look at the the clips that we just showed on the on the TV copy if you're if you're if you're watching <clears throat> Hank Aaron when he broke a record mm-hmm. <clears throat> Sandy Koufax covering World Series covering no hitters cutting cu- covering the NFL covering golf so many big moments in sports history Vin Scully was a part of yeah and those- the reason why we love so many of those moments as well I just did what Vin would never do I stepped on uh, Harry when he was trying to say I, yeah, I definitely I, not Vin no yeah. not Vin yeah. um, he, the, you know, a, a broadcaster like Vin becomes, he doesn't know you personally, right? He becomes, I, I don't think it's an exaggeration, emotionally like a part of your family. Mm-hmm. If you've spent years watching and following that team, right? Because you've listened to that voice as much as any voice in your life, maybe more. If a baseball game, three hours a, a day, every day, even if you catch half the games growing up as a kid, whatever, You've heard him for, at a certain point, for thousands of hours. And uh, like what you just pointed out and what you have to show on a day like this and listen to are the highlights. But that, to me, actually has very little to do mm-hmm. with his greatness. It is all the moments in between. He was a master of the craft. So the last thing we want you to hear in this segment is the goodbye he gave at the end of his final broadcast, I think he was like 89 years old at this point. Take it away, Vin. You know, friends, so many people have wished me congratulations on a 67-year career in baseball, and they've wished me a wonderful retirement with my family. And now all I can do is tell you what I wish for you. May God give you for every storm a rainbow, for every tear a smile, For every care, a promise, and a blessing in each trial. For every problem, life seems a faithful friend to share. For every sigh, a sweet song, and an answer for each prayer. You and I have been friends for a long time, but I know in my heart that I've always needed you more than you've ever needed me. And I'll miss our time together more than I can say. But you know what? There will be a new day and eventually a new year. And when the upcoming winter gives way to spring, rest assured, once again, it will be time for Dodger baseball. So this is Vin Scully wishing you a very pleasant good afternoon wherever you may be. G-Sean, J-Will, and Max, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. 
Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I, I look like I got punched in the eye, don't I? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I got a, got a red ring on my Doesn't eye. Doesn't look great. So, told you, Max, you can't just go in dark alleys by yourself, man. You, <laughs> at, least, at least text me. Let so, me know so I can walk with you. So man. you're going to hold my hand? <laughs> I got the, you. So, so, like, so I had the detached retina. I had surgery on it and everything, and... I have an eye patch at first. First, they bandage up the eye. Then, then I wear an eye patch so nothing, no water gets in the eye, nothing like that. You look for, good with the eye patch, too. Like, yeah, eye patches are cool. Pirate. What's the big deal? So anyway, so then like at a certain point, last time I saw the doctor for the check a couple of weeks ago, he's like, okay, stop wearing the eye patch. I'm like, here's the thing. If I would, couldn't see it all out of the eye, it would be no problem. But one eye sees perfectly, and the other eye is totally distorted. Not just blurry, but distorted. Like you're looking underwater, like your face. If I'm looking at Harry the eye, he pinches in in the middle, and then like a funhouse mirror, and it's blurry. When you walk around like that all day, try to read, watch sports, whatever, by the end of the day, it's disorienting. You have a headache, you fatigue. So when I get home, I st- he's like, you shouldn't do it. But I'm still, I got to put the eye patch on if I want to read, watch a, watch a game, whatever. So I bought it. It snapped eventually, right? It broke. So I bought a new one. Where, did this you, one. where do you get your? Where do you get eye patches? Like it's a local like drugstore. Yeah, yeah. Dwayne Reed. Yeah, I went to Dwayne Reed and they had a different one than CVS, and that was the problem. I, I thought it was like the you same thing. You should order like a custom eye patch, Uncle Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> and this Slick one has Rick. this one has foam on it to try to. It's yeah, supposed so to make your right. eye feel better. It left a an eye. Give me an eye jammy. It punched me in the eye. An eye jammy. <laughs> yeah, I just I don't know how you read. I would get a headache. Yeah, all the time. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm dealing with. Then they tell you. Then he told me, "No, it's okay. It'll be get better in six months to a year." I was gonna say, like, what? Yeah, what's is there rehab that you can do? Eye rehab? Yeah, eye rehab. (laughs) (laughs) So run up the stairs. Two hours of eye rehab. Run up the Philly Museum steps and everything (laughs) with my my eyeball. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, I'm glad these procedures have advanced, Jay. Like you know. I mean, look, I, I have drop foot, so I have to wear AFO. If you've never seen AFO before, it's literally like this. Like, it's become a lot more sleek over time, but it's a contraption that you wear that goes, a plate goes under your foot, and these huge dials on each side of your ankle, and it dorsiflexes your foot for you because I can't, like when I run, I can't pick, I can't pick up my big left toe. Mm-hmm. So it literally does it for you. Shot my pinky toe. And, it, <laughs> and they talk about in years to come how they're remanufacturing nerves, right? <laughs> so eventually you can get to a point Ooh. where I can get like a nerve transplant. You're like Luke Skywalker when and Darth Vader chopped off his arm. Naturally, I'm like, how does that, what? I gotta what? St- I gotta this st- is iRobot. I might come back and get a 10-day contract, Harry. I ain't yeah, playing. Yeah, the proof is in the pudding. I got to stay the hell away from both of y'all. Yeah, look, this <laughs> is. Because y'all are aging. This y'all is, are aging. But, <laughs> what are you, Benjamin is, Button? Anything you have wrong with you, you'd rather live in the future because they'll figure it out eventually. (laughs) Facts. They can fix your face in the future. G-Sean, J-Will, and Max, the podcast.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle tonight la quinta tomorrow you shine book direct at lq.com Keyshawn, j will and max espn radio sirius xm channel 80 the espn app and espn 2 were presented by progressive insurance jay you're hanging out with charles barkley so i had a, I had a really good weekend my boy jordan Cornette, who works here at espn incredibly talented at what he does his brother, Joel, passed away from myocarditis. and uh, Myocarditis is that condition that COVID would exacerbate in people where it would harden the muscles of the heart. Is that myocarditis? Yes. yes. Um, and uh, Charles Barkley and I, through the relentless text from Jordan, uh, got on a plane and, and went out to Cincinnati and spent time with him and his family. And it, it was just an incredible event. And actually, every two to three days, a young athlete in the U.S. dies of cardiac arrest, right? So it was something that we decided – to all kind of put our attention and our time into. And it was just, it was a great weekend, man. We honored his brother, his family, raised money for other athletes, other people that are going through it. Um, it, it was just, it was really moving. And to hear Jordan deliver an incredible speech, he got very vulnerable. Um, you know what you're giving towards, right? And, um, but during the event, essentially Charles and I and Jordan essentially did, did a podcast for like 30 minutes in front of everybody. And, uh, you know, Charles talked about his experience with the live tour and was very open and candid uh, about that. And it just, you know, obviously coming off breaking news yesterday about the story, getting concrete around Tiger Woods, turning down 700 to $800 million, hearing what guys like Bryson DeChambeau Mm. have signed up for the live tour, Brooks Kepka, seeing where athletes are going in sports. It led to this really intriguing conversation, Max and Harry about Kyler Murray getting 160 guaranteed. Deshaun Watson gained $250 million guaranteed. And us joking around that two years ago, Giannis signing a five-year $250 million contract was the highest in North American sports history out of any sport. And that pales in comparison to where we are today. Where the hell are we going in sports? In all sports, Juan Soto is going to get a massive deal. Lamar Jackson, we're saying if Deshaun Watson gets $250 guaranteed, like what is it? 230, yeah, yeah. 230, yeah, yeah. 230, yeah. 230 yeah. Yeah, sorry, I'm off $20 yeah, yeah, yeah. still. Like, what, does that mean Lamar's going to get $250? Well, first of, all, first of all, the inflate, worldwide inflation, and I imagine it has something to do with coming out of the, the pandemic, or at least the economy coming out of the height of the COVID shutdown. Uh, worldwide, inflation here, everyone complains, and they blame it on, on Biden, right? They blame it on the president. But in fact, 
It's like 9%. It's the same thing in Europe. It's virtually the same thing in Europe. Worldwide, we are experiencing enormous inflation. So that goes for everything, including, you know, each dollar is worth less, each euro is worth less. So there are more of them now. I wonder if even when you factor in inflation, the salary or the money in sports is rising disproportionately. It may be. Um, it is, a, It is. you know, look, it's great distraction. The, the, there was, during the Second World War, baseball didn't know, hey, should we still have games with the fate of the world at stake? And Franklin Delano Roosevelt, the president of the United States, said, yes, it's most important now. We need baseball right now. And that's, I think, you know, hard times and, and, and the world's problems and everything. And it feels like, well, sports is trivial, but it's the best distraction and escape in times like mm-hmm. that. Well, I think about when COVID first started and then you had um, the last dance and you were looking forward to watching the last dance and Michael Jordan, the, his mindset and the way he, he thought about things. Also, Jay, I will, I will say this. When you look at what athletes are able to make today, it's hard to sit up here and, and, and say you can't thank the people that came before those guys, mm-hmm. right? Because those are the guys who really paved the way. Kurt so Flood. they can make the money that they want to make now. Well, Bill Russell's making $5,000 yes. a year. Kurt Flood. Kurt Flood was an all-star outfielder for the St. Louis Cardinals. Excellent player who sacrificed his career to bring in free agency, basically. Mm-hmm. And that's where the money really started guys, in sports. These, these sport rights, uh, you know, entity rights are coming up for a lot of different leagues. I mean, NFL, NBA, like, and we think about Amazon, Apple, YouTube yeah, getting involved. The money's going to be skyrocketed, right? So it, it, it is fascinating where the game is going and also, like, where athletes are going in general. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like guys like Lamar Jackson, you're looking at saying he is the Baltimore Ravens. 100%. Like he is, he moves the needle for the Baltimore Ravens. And in fact, in football, the money's divvied up among so many people that the salaries aren't as high as in some other sports. But football increasingly, watch, the money will go up disproportionately because what you just said, Jay, the, the distribution options are much, much greater than they've ever think been. Think about offense, right? Like uh, Reese Davis, we do college game day for like three or four years. And he's like, I, I come to games to see offense. Right. I don't come to games to see, you know, and granted, us as players, Harry, we like details, right? So if, if a football game is like 14 to 17, it's a great defensive game. We can appreciate that. But as a fan, a lot of times, like I want to see offense. So what do we value? Value the quarterback. Mm-hmm. We see in the basketball, we're changing rules to speed up Always. the game. Oh, no hand checking. Mm-hmm. What's going on here? Like you're seeing with the live tour, right? They're like, oh, okay, we're thinking about going with the LPGA tour. But the money, like, first of all, there's, first of all, the, the distribution networks that you mentioned, like all the, the dot coms, basically, like all the, the tech money, right? Well, you can, you can hit more different markets, different niche markets, and soak those markets. I'll pay anything to follow my Yankees or whatever team you're following, right? But there's also the shared experience. This is why I say the NFL will continue to explode. The NFL, partly because it's once a week, the nature of the sport, you can't play it every day. It's a shared experience. I don't, like, the Padres just got Juan Soto, so we're paying a little attention to the Padres right now. But we're always paying attention to the Chargers, even when they're in San Diego, even when they're not good. Everyone knows what's happening. Monday Night Football, the Super Bowl, the whole country watches that at once. It's the only shared experience we still have. It's the only time when the Super Bowl is on, that's the only time you know everyone is watching this. 
And when you have all these distribution networks that are ratcheting up the money, as you say, Jay, you also have an appetite sometimes for that shared experience, yeah. and nothing will do that like the NFL. That's where the money's going to continue to go And, Harry, when I nuts. say Chargers, what's the first thing you think? The quarterback. I think, I think Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert. Oh, you're talking about now? I thought you meant, like, history Oh, no, I was oh. just saying in general. Like, it's like oh, yeah, Justin, first, Justin Herbert's the first thing I'm coming up Like, Chicago yeah. Bears. I'm like, oh, Justin, Justin Fields. Justin Fields, yeah. Like, it, it starts, like, with the signature and the value of that. Like, you're only as good as the market dictates, right? So, I mean, the, the market's going up and up and up. But also look yeah. at how the market has, going, has been going up for quarterbacks, but then also – that little toy out there out wide, the wide receiver position. That's because, all related to the offense. Exactly. And then even, even the defense, it's all like, okay, we need more scoring. The fans like it, as Jay said, more scoring, more scoring. Okay, we'll make it easier, easier and easier for the quarterback. So then the receiver money goes wide up if yep. you can differentiate. The then the, the, the left tack, whoever the quarterback really needs, and then whoever goes to get the quarterback – the, the defensive end, the corner, right? Those are the premium positions. And anything that moves away from the quarterback doesn't get paid, like the running back, for example. Look, it's funny because when you said uh, to Chargers, I was about to say Phillip Rivers, the quarterback <laughs> position. Yeah. Though, so. yeah, and yeah. exactly. People are like, oh, I can't believe this guy got guaranteed 230. I'm like, okay, how much are the owners making? Man, Juan Soto and baseball is not as popular. Making? Of course, Juan Soto just turned down 440. Think about in comparison. Joe Burrow and what Justin Herbert is going to make when it's time to do their deals. Mm, mm, mm. Well, Pat, Patrick Mahomes got supposedly half a billion. It wasn't it was like $160 million guaranteed, but yeah. Joe DiMaggio was once asked when um, free agency came into baseball and Reggie Jackson got $3 million over five years. What would you get paid nowadays? He said, I'd walk into his office, and Steinbrenner's office, and say, hello, partner. And that's basically where it's going. <laughs> The second most significant birthday of the week is today. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C, ebikes.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today 
to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. The Dolphins are in trouble. Tampering? Yes, with regards to Tom Brady and Sean Payton. So the Miami Dolphins have been docked a first-round pick next year, a third-rounder in 2024. The Dolphins have two first-round picks next year. So all you're giving them is the normal amount of first-round picks. This is Goodell in the NFL having the freedom and the ability to hammer down on anything that affects the integrity of the game. On a midnight train to Miami. To Georgia. To Miami. To Miami. He's not taking no train either. He's getting no, on he's Jay's not. private jet or <laughs> one just like it. Nope. I don't know if you want to go to Miami right now. By the way, Jay Why knows not? all. Why not? Those folks are angry down there right now. Did you see those fans in outrage? Not at Jay, though. Jay, well, no, yeah, actually, Jay. Yeah. Jay, Jay knows about all the conversations that take place on yachts because he just has his, his captain drive right, said, right, next. right next to it from listen, his yacht and listen to what'd it. What'd you yeah. say, Stephen Ross? In the marina. That's right. <laughs> Who's on that boat? Hey, hey, Tommy. What me now you having on that boat? <laughs> Keyshawn J. Willemax, Harry Douglas in for Key today. Jay back with us. Now we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Happy 45th birthday to Tom Brady. Yes. Now let me just say, as the man who years ago predicted he would still be going strong whoa, 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 whoa. at 45. Wait, What's that? wait. What? Speaking of what? that, yes. I want us to take a second sure. to bask mm. in this moment. Okay. Just listen to this. Um, Go ahead, Pat. Think about this for a second. It looked like a cliff. Cliff, 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 cliff. It looked like a cliff. He's on the way down. It looked like a cliff. He's on the way down. The cliff has arrived. It's more like a ravine. Just win, baby. It's just a decline. You're the GOAT. Greatest of all time. He's the GOAT. Falling from such heights. Got it? Old quarterbacks. Win Super Bowls. I wish you would say you can't get it done. With all these rules, he still can't get it done. I gave him 18 months and the cliff will come. Like to name call Tom Brady. That is bad football. Overrated. It looked like a cliff. He's on the way down. It looked like a cliff. He's on the way down. The cliff has arrived. It's more like a ravine. The greatest of all time. It's just a decline. That, that Who is put one, that together? That's so the precious thing. <laughs> You're on the, the way down. The I had a He's record out in 94. That's better. You're on the way down. He's on a decline. You're on the way down. Down, down, down. down, down Who put that down. together? I don't know. But Someone, that, someone needs to take a bow, dope. man. You are legendary. Yes. You are legendary That's right. For Today's that really one. my birthday. Yes. <laughs> you are the greatest motivation for Tom Brady. It turns <laughs> out, if you watch Man in the Arena, it turns out I'm the main character. Or that I'm the antagonist. Uh, shout out to DJ Steve Porter for putting that one together. Oh, That's wow. unique. Shout out to that him. Is Where is he at? We need to have him do the whole KJM intro. You're not lying. You're on the way down. down. On the decline. You're on the way down. Down, 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 down. <laughs> that is <laughs> That man just won Super Bowls ever since. <laughs> Three of them. Right. Hey, here's he the only muscle. won three. Yeah. Hey, you know what? We don't talk about the three he didn't win. Wait, hold on a second. Here's the best one. <laughs> because if you're in the TV business and you get a chance to spend time with Max, like Max is one of my dudes, one of my really good friends, and you hear like the calculated measurement of that take at the time made sense. So, like, you think about it, like, you know, we're in this business, right? You come up with these creative think- takes, but the fact that it's led to Tom Brady winning three Super Bowls since and elevating Let me tell his you when play. I started that. I started doing that on New York radio about Brett Favre because Favre had come to the Jets and he was going strong. And I looked and saw no quarterback ever was good past the age of 41. They weren't good. 
Like, and if they were, and, and a lot of times they'd be in their late 30s, like, oh my God, he's better than he's ever been. He'll be, and then right off the cliff. So Favre falls off. I was saying, oh no, you're crazy. You can keep going. He fell off. I did it again with Peyton Manning. When he went to the Broncos, remember he had that 50 touchdown season. It was incredible. He's going to, Marcellus Wiley was telling me he can play till he's 45. I'm like, it's a cliff is about to come for this dude. Falls off the cliff. So I joined First Take. I think it was my first show on First Take, first or second show. And I'm Came like, strong, huh? and I know it's a hot take show, right? So I thought, oh, same thing. How old is Brady? In 18 months, he'll be pa- – okay, I'll give him 18 months. <laughs> <laughs> did, you know, did you know the other day was the anniversary? No, I had no idea until did you um, see him tweet someone you? tweeted it. Yeah, then he tweeted at me. I tweeted back. Tom Brady tweeted him. Oh, it's, it's – by the way, the fact that <laughs> – think about this, Max. Yeah. You as a kid in the yeah. streets of New York City – That's right. Had the greatest football player of all time – if somebody would have told you that when you were 12, hey, the greatest football player of all time is going to come at you with his own shot based upon something you said years prior. Yeah. You'd be like, that's a win. That's well, a win. Well, let me tell you the honest feeling about it. First feeling is a little bit of embarrassment, not about being right or wrong about something, but about the fact that somehow from doing nothing, just like you, I've insinuated myself into the Tom Brady story. Now, in this business, you're supposed to like that, but the, the first feeling you get is like, I'm a little embarrassed yeah, a little by awkward. that. Yeah. You know, like, for example, we just talked about Vin Scully. Never insinuated himself into anything, right? He just did his job. <laughs> so, <laughs> although in this business now, I suppose you are rewarded for that, for insinuating yourself into those. Into like, yeah. And then the next thing is, by the way, Steph Curry. Now, Steph, I was the one saying, never won finals MVP, da-da-da-da, and then he did it. So it turns out, Jay, I am the motivator for the greatest champions of our, of our era. It just turns out that's my job. I mean, like, if you were to see Tom now, would you walk yes. up to Tom and be like, you're welcome? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Tom. Hey, Max. You're welcome. Well, or would you apologize? We live in the same neighborhood. I don't know if he lives there, but he, he owns a residence Would you in apologize? Or would you like, what would like your bad, demeanor was, be like if no, you were not a, Why would I apologize? Because would you, you, would you, would you really tell him wrong? you were wrong? No, but, but obviously, the, the fact that when <laughs> you make not, a it's prediction. Not, it's not obviously about being a man. It's about being a bigger man. If I see you, it's not like, oh, obviously you're wrong. No, my presumption is if we bumped into each other, we'd be laughing. That would be my presumption. If he wasn't laughing, I'd be like, that's, that's his problem. Would he, would he uh, toss one of those Super Bowl trophies at you? So you like wouldn't apologize. <laughs> you, wouldn't, you wouldn't be like, you know, Tom, you're... Well, what, am I, what would I be... Well, actually, actually, what I did apologize for publicly was the, when I first made the prediction, I was being glib, and I said, he's going to be a bum in short order. Yeah. You, and, you, and the very next day, and Stephen A didn't like this, he's like, don't, you don't apologize. But I didn't like name-calling. Yeah. So, so what I said the very next day is I should not have used that word. Obviously, Tom Brady. And I even explained he might still be okay, but what I mean is just a guy. He'll be just a guy in 18 months. Yeah. Jag. <laughs> and it I turns out. I don't think there's a need it to It turns out he's. No, well, I, don't, I don't even understand. But that, that, the part that I love about this whole thing is that athletes use this kind of stuff yes. on a Motivation. daily basis. I'll tell you. To get better, yes. man. I'll give you a take that I apologize All day. for. Yes, I'll give you a take that I feel like I should apologize for. There are takes here and there you should apologize for. I don't think that's one of them. I thought it looked to me, and it genuinely looked like this to me, but I thought it, looking back at it, it was reckless. I didn't watch much Raiders because they weren't good. I thought very highly of Derek Carr early in his career. And I think from watching Eli Manning with the Giants, where there was a season I just felt like Eli was like, I ain't getting killed behind this offensive line this year. And Eli was a tough guy, my favorite quarterback ever, because he won two Super Bowls against Tom Brady, the most clutch quarterback 
and an Iron Man. Never missed a snap. Had a lot of heart. But I felt like at least one season with the Giants, he's like, I'm not going to get killed behind this offensive line. And I, and I noticed, I thought I saw the same thing with Derek Carr and said so on first take that he, I thought he quit on the Raiders. And he was like, I want to fight you in the octagon. Right? He challenged me to fight. And at the time, I'm like, look, this is just my opinions. And in a full contact sport, part of what you're inferring in the media is someone's heart. Like, whether or not they like it, you are. Mm -hmm. But looking back at it, it was reckless because I'm going on very little information, just like from what I'm sitting on my couch watching a guy's body language and inferring something about a player who clearly since then has shown leadership, toughness, all that stuff. That is something for which I owe Derek Carr an apology. That's different than making a prediction about someone's career. You see, me, my whole thing, Harry, I'm cool with people having – you know, their speculations, their opinions. Yep. But if you're wrong, just own being wrong. Yeah. Just own it. Just own it, move forward, and the rest will take care of itself. And that's the thing. That's, that's one of the things I actually learned about this business is that, hey, you're going to have to predict a lot of stuff. But when you predict it, rock with your prediction. If you're wrong, just say you're wrong and then move on. But can we talk about, though, Tom Brady and this being his 45th birthday and at 44 44- he led the National Football League in passing yards with 5,343 touchdowns. What? Like, how insane is that? How about this, Harry? Like, that is it crazy. was the first ever 17-game season. First ever 17-game season. He leads the league at the age of 44 in passing attempts, passing yards, I think in completions, and touchdowns. It's insane. The, and you know what the funny thing is? And I always – he slip, his name slips my mind. Someone in the – Isabella, could you look up pitching, uh, throwing coach, throwing coach for Tom Brady and Nolan Ryan. Nolan Ryan, when I was a kid, was a phenomenon. He was starting, he was pitching in the major leagues before I was born. He would throw three, what's that? Tom House, Tom House. So Tom House is this throwing guru. It crosses sports, baseball, football. Tom House worked with Nolan Ryan. Guys, Nolan Ryan not only led the league in innings pitched in strikeouts, he struck out 380-something guys in a season, on a, in a four-man rotation, throwing 300-plus, and it's crazy, right? But he pitched for 25 years, and here's what's nuts. He went from a feared pitcher but walked a lot of guys. Some mm-hmm. years weren't great. Late in his career, I'm talking about in his late 40s, he was better than he'd ever been. He started leading the league in ERA and stuff like that. He actually became the best pitcher in baseball, which he hadn't been in the past, right in the middle of everyone's prime. Roger Clemens, Dwight Gooden, whoever it was. Like, actually, there were years where Nolan Ryan was better than those guys. And he was 43, 44, 45 years old. Same throwing coach, Tom House, as Tom Brady, who's better now than he was in his early 20s. Mm. Remember the last few days when I, when I was telling you about how there are only a handful of guys in the National Football League that you can just say, you know what, we can drop back 35, 40 times a game and actually have a chance to win? Tom Brady is one of those guys. And does he actually want to do that? No, he doesn't want to do it. But the way he views the game, how smart he is and how much savvy he has, how much um, time he's put into it, he can actually do it. I'm up here looking at it because what made me think about it is you say he led the lead in attempts, right? So look at the guys who, who led the lead in attempts this year or at the top of the pecking order. You look at Tom Brady, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. Those are the top four. This, it's not many guys that you can count on that can just drop back. I mean, add in football. Aaron Rodgers yep. and, and Joe Burrow, and you got those are the best quarterbacks exactly. in football. Hence why last year on the show, on the record, before all this stuff started going down, from the people I know in Miami, I said, hey, look, I'm just hearing about rumors of private meetings 
between owners, goats, and coaches <laughs> trying to arrange the right team down in South Beach, Max. Is that the Marina? Leads, is that the, the Marina which Club? All where do you leads hear us this? to where we are right now about what the NFL dropped yesterday. But I have a question the, though. Do, do we do we actually think that Tom Brady is going to retire next year? Well, well, let's get into that. But Jay just gave you Jay just gave you such a beautiful yeah. transition. Yeah, I know. Is that great? That was not Vince Scully. Right. That was not Harry Douglas's Vince Scully moment. <laughs> I first he just went right up my transition to a question. I'm like, ah, it's right there. <laughs> He even, po- look- even pointed was, to the screen. But I was looking at – man, I started out talking already, though. <laughs> That's okay. I did it to you. I've only been doing this for 20 years, and I did Come that on, to you Come on, Pat. Earlier. Get in my ear. <laughs> the NFL notified the Miami Dolphins on Tuesday that the team would be stripped of its 2023 first-round pick, among other disciplinary <clears> – <throat> mm. that would be disciplinary measures yep. – <clears throat> for violations <laughs> of league policies relating to the integrity of the game. Following a six-month investigation, the league found the Dolphins, primarily team owner Stephen Ross and vice chairman limited partner Bruce Beal, violated the anti-tampering policy on three occasions from 2019 to 2022 in conversations with quarterback Tom Brady and the agent for then-New Orleans Saints coach Sean Payton. In addition to the first-round pick, the Dolphins were also forfeit their 2024 third-round selection. Now, we heard some sound. I'm not sure who said it. Hey, they, they have two first-round picks. They only got one taken away. I think that's fair because they traded for that other first-round pick. It didn't already belong to them. Mm-hmm. You should not undo the what they got from a trade that's separate and apart from the draft, actually. Um, but first of all, Jay, did you, are you implicated in this at all? Did, did you lend them your yacht for this? No, I did not. That's good. I don't have I'm glad. Yacht. Keep. I'm, I have I'm, a speedboat. I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> Jay's circling He's the yacht circling around. Yeah, with, with the radar sound on. You got a speedboat, though, Steven, huh? Say that again. No, I just made that up. Oh, all right. Look, I wouldn't I be. I wouldn't be you. Fooled you. Baseball. No, he's a chairman now. What's that? Yes. Oh, of clandest- a clandestine. Hey, look, yeah. look, man. I can't even say it out loud. Yeah. I might not make it out of the studio Real now. G's moving silence. <clears throat> Let's go. Like lasagna. Now, what was interesting to me is that the NFL found that Stephen Ross did say to Brian Flores the thing about, I'll give you $100,000 for every loss, but that he didn't mean it to be taken seriously. The reason I have a hard time with this is that, look, either Brian Flores lacks the gene that allows a human being to detect sarcasm, right? Or Stephen Ross said it and meant it. I suspect, my, my read is, maybe he said it, wink, wink, unless you'd actually take it. You know what I mean? This is a joke, unless you want to take it seriously. At any rate, the fact that the NFL found that he actually said that to me is eye-opening. Yep. And the fact that they said, oh, he meant it to be taken sarcastically, what else could they say without a major scandal? I think, Max, the, the part that stands out to me that is that if Brian Flores – would have done what Stephen Ross actually said. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it would have benefited this 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 case even more. The fact that Brian Flores did it and he has the integrity and understands that hey, I am a first time head coach and I'm all about wins and basically not losses. I, I want to better this organization. It it actually helps Stephen Ross in this case. 
I, I feel like. Yeah, right, because had he accepted. Exactly. You know, if you say something sarcastically, we, listen, it's not, well, what do I mean? It's not that hard to imagine. You would like to, one person would like to kind of bribe another individual. Yeah. You don't say it, you say it with enough sarcasm that they, if you need cover, you could say, oh, I was just kidding. Mm-hmm. But also, hey, if they're interested, maybe I wasn't kidding. Um, Brian, yeah, Jay? No, I was going to ask you to read Brian Flores' statement. Uh, oh, yes. Here's the statement. I'm thankful from Brian Flores. It's a quote. I'm thankful that the NFL's investigator found my factual allegations against Stephen Ross are true. At the same time, I'm disappointed to learn that the investigator minimized Mr. Ross's offers and pressure to tank games, especially when I wrote and submitted a letter at the time to Dolphins executives documenting my serious concerns regarding the subject at the time, which the investigator has in her possession. While the investigator found that the, that the Dolphins had engaged in impermissible tampering of, quote, unprecedented scope and severity, end quote, Mr. Ross will avoid any meaningful consequence. There's nothing more important when it comes to the game of football itself than the integrity of the game. When the integrity of the game is called into question, fans suffer and football suffers, end quote. Um, Jay, I actually think what this protects more than anyone are the gamblers. Because if I'm a fan of the Miami Dolphins, I wouldn't mind. Like, I'm a Giants fan. I, don't, I know this doesn't work in football, the nature of the sport. But let's say the Giants said, look, what we plan to do the next year is we're, we're not going to be very good. We're going to take a, lot of, a look at a lot of young players, and our draft position will be very good. If they even came out and publicly said that, I'd be like, okay, bet. That's the plan. We'll sacrifice this year for the future. Great. So, like, they are incentivized by the rules of the game, by the draft, to do that. Yeah, well, be careful about gambling because if you're Calvin Ridley, I mean, you have to forego your you know, full salary and sit out a whole year. But if you're Deshaun Watson, you'll get suspended for six games. I don't want to digress. I come back. Anyway, that's a bigger point. Jay, let me, just, let me just finish the clause and then you go. Okay. Who this? So, as a fan, I'd be okay. As a gambler, I'd be like, wait a minute. No public statement was made like that, and I'm betting the games. And I don't know, how do I know? It's, not, it's a rigged game if you're trying to lose. Correct. That's really, more than the fans, more than the players, more than anyone. Really, who you're protecting is people with a stake in it. But look, if you're protecting the integrity of the game, even if it was said sarcastically, which is BS, you don't say that. You don't imply that. You don't even put your head coach in that position. Now, if you want to tank, there are certain things you can do with the roster to do that, but you don't say that to your head coach. So for me, frankly, when I look at the Miami Dolphins and the disservice that they've done to Brian Flores, I'm looking at Stephen Ross, and I'm truly thinking about should he be stripped from his ownership position within the Miami Dolphins organization? Like, it, it, it truly is setting up that type of conversation for me. If you have already set the precedent of how you look at gambling with what you did to Calvin Ridley, Correct. if you're leaving out with a year, with a year, then if you're implying that kind of take – you have to think about that from an ownership perspective for Stephen Ross. And I wanted to ask both of you guys a question. If, say you're Brian uh, Flores, right, and the owner of the team came to both of you guys, hypothetically, and he says, we want to prioritize draft position. That's Jay, what does, that, what does that mean to that you? That means tanking. What does that mean to you, Max? On, the only thing that, that means, it's, it's literally the definition of tanking. Yes. Fewer wins. Yes, yeah, yeah. I, made a tra- I quickly wrote down a chart on this just in yesterday when Lewis Riddick was talking about this. You, you say, here's the win side of the graph, right? And here's the, or the draft and the wins. The fewer wins, 
the better the draft pick. It's like a direct correlation. That means tanking. What he's, if you say prioritize draft, it means tanking. My point exactly. It's the definition so, of so it. That's, I, I, don't get, I don't understand why Stephen Ross isn't suspended indefinitely right now. I agree. Because when you look at a guy like Calvin Ridley for $1,500 who gets a season, but then you have an owner. Listen, not an owner of a team. An owner of a team. Not to mention he was cheating because he was talking to Tom Brady and, and, and Sean Payton since 2019. Well, Tom, Tom Brady was on the Patriots in 2019, right? Stripped of ownership. See, I, I, I no, Max. Let me say it again. Stripped of I ownership. I don't like. I don't like the Calvin Ridley, the level of that um, punishment, and and for tanking, I wouldn't strip a guy because I believe in tanking. But actually, I said he should at least be suspended. But, but, but Max, but it's not under it's not, certain tanking. It's also it's also the conversations had with other current players for other There's, organizations. The fact that he said a hundred thousand a game also means Brian Flores is underpaid. But the fact that he said a hundred thousand a game, I think, maybe rises to that level. And the fact that the Miami Dolphins were talented and in a position to win, had they been hopeless, that's one thing. They were in a position to win and he wanted to take games? Most important rankings in the history of rankings are coming up. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.